One thing that I realized that I was doing wrong lately is I misinterpreted the number one thing that differentiates a successful YouTuber and me. Because what I thought before was that they just made higher quality videos, which was a good interpretation, which I think that is still true. But then I went on further and tried to extrapolate what their what makes their videos higher quality and mine or not. And the thing that I decided was their editing. So I decided that their editing was so much better. And one type of video that I had in mind in particularly was the Hamza videos of the Jeffrey and Adonis videos. Those were highly edited, very like dopamine, high, all that stuff. And then another type of video that I had in mind was my mentor. His YouTube channel is super high dopamine, high edited videos, and they're doing very well. So I decided that editing was a thing that I should be focusing on the most. And now I'm realizing that that's probably not the best thing. And let me explain. Because I'd been focusing the entire week on editing and not really focusing on how to grow and improve as a YouTuber other than just the editing. Except for the weekends. Because the way my schedule works is I basically work on the YouTube video, the new chan- the new weekly video that I'm going to post I start working on it maybe on Friday or Saturday, and I basically spend the whole weekend brainstorming, and then I record it, and I have it edited, just the raw footage edited by Monday, and then Monday is when I actually start to edit the visuals and the the audio and all that stuff, and so I realized that that's probably not the best because I was only spending maybe an hour per week focusing on my actual recording abilities. Because on the weekends, I would record seven to nine videos just for practice. So I would sit down one day and just crank out seven videos just to practice, only on one day a week. So I was getting one hour per week of practice on my actual recording ability, which I was aware that that's probably not the best. Now I'm even more aware of it because I'm realizing that I was flawed in my thinking that you had to have extremely highly edited videos to have them perform well because I was looking at some, like, I was researching different things. For example, the I recently posted a YouTube video called how to get jacked as a high school student, which I later changed to how to build an aesthetic body as a high schooler. And I realized my mentor told me that he basically explained why he thinks that that video didn't do as well as my other ones. And it was because the title and the thumbnail was not very good, which I agreed because my analytics definitely showed that I was getting a lot of impressions, but I was not getting that much clicks. So it was definitely the title and the thumbnail. But so then I had to, and then my mentor sent me a video, Hamza's most popular video is the how to build an aesthetic body, um, no BS guide. 
And I basically copied that thumbnail. But when I was looking at that video, I wanted to click on it and watch just the, like the beginning to see like what made his video do way better than mine did. And I realized that his video was terrible. Like the editing was terrible, but he was just like the way his recording was good. Like the editing, I mean, the editing wasn't terrible, but it was not nearly as good as what I thought it had to be to have a good YouTube video. That's what I'm trying to say. I thought that you had to have a super highly saturated, highly edited video to be successful on YouTube. But he got 5 million views and it was basically like a slideshow that he recorded. And so then I'm thinking... I didn't watch the whole video, so it might be different later on, but I watched like the intro, like the first 10 seconds. And I'm thinking like, this video did super good, even without the good editing. And so after seeing that video, I kind of just like pushed it aside for a little bit because I couldn't extrapolate a conclusion right away. And then I saw another video. Uh, whoa. Did I even see another video? Oh yeah. So, and then the next video that I was working on recording was deleting social media. That was the one that as of recording this, it posted this morning. And after I finished editing that video, I wanted to look up like other YouTube videos in that same topic. And I wanted to see their thumbnails. And so I was looking at the thumbnails and I basically wanted to kind of model my thumbnail off of what the successful videos of that genre or that topic were doing. But then I ended up clicking on one of the videos and it was literally just him talking. There was no, there was no editing. And when I say no editing, I just mean no visual edits or audio edits. It was just him talking. Now there were cuts, like he cut out pauses and, and, like probably dumb stuff that he said but there was no visual editing and so I'm thinking to myself after this and then also after the video that I saw like a week before or even like a couple days before I'm questioning am I even doing the right thing and then I kind of just go on with my day again and as you and there's one thing that I do every day twice a day. I always sit in silence for 30 minutes, two times a day. So I always do it in the morning and then I always do one at night. And during this particular day, I was, I just finished. Well, actually, okay, let's, let's re, re coop. So I just watched this video and then I go on with my day and then I go to bed, whatever, wake up. And then yesterday I go on with my day and I'm just doing my normal stuff. I, I didn't watch any YouTube videos yesterday. I just do my normal thing. And then I go throughout my day. And then at nighttime, during my nighttime silence, like solitude session, I this epiphany pops up in my head. I'm just laying there in the darkness, just sitting still with my thoughts. And then out of the blue, I'm like rummaging through my thoughts and just randomly this thing, like this phrase pops up in my mind. 
YouTubers are just excellent storytellers. And so I, I ponder that for a little bit. I'm thinking, wait, you, like the difference between me and a successful YouTuber is the successful YouTuber is a very good storyteller. And I'm just not, my storytelling ability or skills is not up to par yet. And so I, right away, I write it down because I keep my journal. I'm basically always near a journal or a notebook. I have a journal right next, like right on my desk at all times. And then I have a journal in my room at all times. And then I also have a tiny little travel size, like handheld journal that I keep um, with also like a tiny little pencil that I keep in my gym bag. And then I take that out of my gym bag and go take it with me on a walk every time I go on a walk. So I'm always by a notebook because it's extremely important, especially when you're doing this like super monk mode that I'm doing right now. When your life is like, there's a, there was a word for it. I just read the book called deep work. And earlier in that book, like in there's two parts. The first part is about like explaining why deep work is good. And then the second part was all about like strategies and tactics to follow to cultivate your deep work better. And one of the things, there was three different kind of lifestyles that you can live to cultivate your deep work. One of them was basically what I'm doing where you cut out all of the nonsense. You cut out social media, you cut out email, you cut out everything bad. And then you're just left with your thoughts. Like you're just thinking all day long. So that's why I keep a journal with me all day long because oftentimes I get epiphanies and like the, the my conscious, my subconscious sends me thoughts and things on how to move forward. And so I'm sitting in the darkness last night and this thought comes to mind. YouTubers are just good storytellers. I write that down really quick and it's pitch black. So I, I don't really know, like I'm not good at writing in the darkness. And also the thing is that I keep my, like in my journal, it, I have a, one of those like string bookmark things that's attached to the journal. So I open it up to the last page I was on. And then I just have to remember like, where's the, where is there a blank space that I can write on? just from memory. So I, I figure out where I can write and I write down, like focus on storytelling. YouTubers are great storytellers. And then I go to bed and this morning I wake up and I'm just like, I keep thinking about this and I'm thinking like storytelling. And there's so many connections that I made because then I watched a YouTube video on I just looked up because I wanted to learn how to be a better storyteller and I don't want to watch YouTube videos to learn how to be a better storyteller because there's this phrase that I always follow or that I follow. It's if you hear something, you forget it. If you see something, you remember it. And if you do something, you understand it. And when you see or when you hear something, that's you watching a YouTube video. Like you're just going to forget about that. And then if you see something, you remember it. So if you actually read it, like, and you see it in text, then you're going to remember it. But then if you do something, you actually understand it. So that's why I don't really like to watch YouTube videos because you don't really get too much value out of them. 
because you tend to forget. Like I don't, I barely even remember the the one YouTube video that I watched. I actually I do remember it quite well because I was taking notes, but it doesn't matter. So I watched this YouTube video because I wanted to look up the best books to. I wanted to look up the best books on storytelling, and. I just watched the YouTube video of the five best storytelling books and I see, I just watched the whole thing through and then in the Google search, I like there are two videos by the same person. One of them was the top five books and then the another video was like the top three lessons he learned from storytelling. So I decided to watch the top three lessons one as well. So I watched the books one and I saw all five books and I quickly wrote them down on my Google Docs where I keep my reading list, like future books that I might want to read. I wrote it down in the Google Docs and then I picked two of the best ones that I thought were best for me right now based off of his description. And I ordered them. They haven't come yet, but then I go and watch his other video, the top five like most or that are the three lessons he learned from storytelling and the three things I took notes. And last night I told myself I was going to remember these. Like I watched the video, I took notes. And the first one was all about basically describing the character traits of a person. So he gave the description of stormtroopers in star Wars get killed all the time. Like you just see them getting mowed down by gunfire all the time. And how do you feel when they die? You don't feel anything. Like they don't make you sad when you die. Why is that? Because you don't know anything about them. Like they never, they're just a faceless suit of armor to us. They're just nothing to us. And so when you describe the person and you describe the character traits, you say, oh, this person, Johnny, he's very funny. He's extremely outgoing and he is the life of the party. He always comes very well dressed and very, he always makes everyone feel very happy. Every time I'm around him, he is making me He just makes me feel extremely blessed to have him as a friend. And then, just the other day, he was shot in the face and killed. (laughs) So that was just a story, but like you, that was just me practicing. And you care a lot more that Johnny got killed because I just explained him. I basically said like all these character traits. And I basically explained who he is. Now he is actually, now you can actually visualize what he's like. Whereas a stormtrooper, you can't. Like stormtroopers are nothing to us. So it doesn't matter if they get shot in the face to us. So that was the first one. And then the second one was all about surprise. So, so I'm walking down the street and I'm walking my dog. And in my community, there's a lot of dog walkers. There's dogs pretty much every block I see a dog being walked. And then I'm just walking just like every other day, normal. And going on this walk, and I turn the corner to the next street. And then I just see this elephant. And I'm like, what? 
I'm in Chicago in a city and there's an elephant. And then upon further investigation, I see that the elephant actually has a collar and is attached by a leash. And then I just see this macho shirtless jacked dude walking this elephant and I'm just standing there in awe. I'm just like, what is going on? Am I dreaming or what? Now, obviously that's just a story. It didn't actually happen, but that is an example of using surprise as a way to be a better storyteller. So this surprising thing that happened was one, the fact that this guy is walking an elephant and upon reflection of this story, I just came up with that story, by the way, on on the spot, but Upon further reflection of that story, I could have made it more surprising by saying it's in the middle of winter in Chicago, freezing out, it's snowing, and then that would set the scene, and then I could further say that there's an elephant, which would be surprise number one, but then surprise number two is that he's being walked by a jacked dude that's shirtless, and the surprise that, and then surprise number three would be like he's shirtless in the middle of winter, so that could like the surprise element is what keeps people going. And um, in the video, he actually explained that they're like people are habitual creatures. They're, they basically know what's going to like, people can understand patterns and they can understand what, what may happen. And when something breaks the pattern and a surprise happens, we like it. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't remember what happened or what he explained after that. But basically breaking the pattern is what keeps people interested into the story. Like people kind of zone out or click out when you, if you, if they can understand the pattern and know what's going to happen. But if there's a surprise, then they're, they're, they stay attuned to the story. And so the third one was actually one part of storytelling that I was familiar with before. And he said, change, which I learned about this originally in a book called Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson. And his word for it was called the journey of transformation. It's basically in a story, in the beginning of the story, people like the person is a certain way. And then by the end of the story, this person completely changes and they're on like they went on this journey of transformation so and every single movie that's been successful has this journey of transformation every single one star wars avengers like superhero movies and even just any like any movie any somewhat successful movie has this journey of transformation and it makes it 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 basically creates an attachment. It helps to create a bond between the storyteller and the, the person hearing the story. So those are the three different, basically, the three different pieces of storytelling that I learned about. And this wasn't my intention when I first sat down to record this video. I actually was going to record um, a completely different video topic for this episode, but I just started talking and now I just went on this whole tangent, but I didn't stop it because I liked where it was going. And now what I realized is that this is actually a good opportunity. 
I've been posting daily podcast episodes on like just posting daily. But the thing is, like I said earlier, I was recording them in batch, like in bulk. So I was basically recording seven or nine episodes on Sunday or Saturday or Friday. And then I would just forget about it for the rest of the week and I wouldn't get any practice for the rest of the week. But what I'm realizing now is that, that, well, that's bad, first of all, because I'm not getting practice, but I have an opportunity here because now I can completely change the, I can actually, I still want to have these, this series be practice. And one thing that I was thinking about doing was sitting down, actually, let me explain. So the way this works is I sit down and record the video and then I have to put it into a software to basically tune the sound and make the sound quality better. And then I post it onto the the podcast. And that takes quite a bit. Like it may take anywhere between five minutes to an hour, depending on the length of the video. And I do that for every single day. And that takes a lot of time out of my day. So I have some options here. Either stop doing the daily practice or at least stop uploading the daily practice because in reality, I don't really see much benefit to my growth if I'm wasting a lot of time sitting at my computer waiting for it's a load onto the software and just go through that whole process an hour per video potentially. Or another thing is I could just maintain the daily practice and kind of change it up a little bit and just practice my storytelling every single time, which is kind of what I've been doing, but really focus on the storytelling. I don't know. I'll decide what I want to do. I did write down in my journal the other day to stop doing the daily, like stop posting daily practice onto the podcast, but still actually do daily practices. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But that was the story of why that was just everything that I said. I'm going to end the episode here because I kind of lost track of what I'm trying to say.